Hello and welcome to the ninth instalment of our local radio and podcast series, Collie Just Transition. If you're wondering what is happening in the town of Collie beyond the life of the coal industry, you're in the right place. As you may have heard in our previous episodes, the Just Transition process is an internationally recognised framework for supporting impacted workers and communities in the transition away from emission-intensive industries like coal. And as we know, this is increasingly becoming a focus for government and industries around the globe. Collie Community Radio is working in partnership with the WA Government to bring you all the latest information about this process. We kicked off this series in November last year, and since then we've spoken to industry representatives, South Regional TAFE and even the Minister for Energy. In our last episode, we spoke to several mining and energy union members about how they see Collie's transition. This time, we are getting an insight into what mental health support is available for the town of Collie. And just a content warning for our listeners that in this episode, we will be discussing themes including mental health and suicide. Help is available on Lifeline's 24-hour hotline on 13114. That's 13114. Joining us is Suzanne DeSaley, the General Manager of Mates in Mining and Mates in Energy, to discuss their mental health and support programs for workers in those industries. Suzanne, hello and welcome to Collie Community Radio. Hi Nola, thanks so much for having me on the program today. Why are we seeing an increased focus on mental health support and awareness around Australia, Suzanne? Well, Nola, I think that's really due um, to, I guess, some of the troubling statistics that, that we're seeing. We know that one in five of us in Australia will experience a mental health issue in, in any 12-month period. And we know that some mental health issues really do increase our risk for suicide. So that's not to say that everyone with a mental health issue will have thoughts of suicide or that everyone who has thoughts suicide has a mental health issue, but there's certainly a, a sort of increased risk factor for suicide there. And tragically, we know that um, in 2020, over 3,000 Australians died by suicide, and that in any given year, around 65,000 Australians will actually make uh, a suicide attempt. And we also know, troublingly, that suicide is the leading cause of um, death among people aged 14 to 44 in Australia with males consistently accounting for about 75% of those deaths. So we know that in the mining and the energy industry in Australia, it still remains largely male-dominated, which really does sort of place that workforce at, at high risk of suicide. Um, but I guess we also know that, you know, the mining and energy sector has been always really good at sort of maintaining a vigilant focus on sort of workplace health and safety. Historically, you know, a lot of efforts gone into uh, the identification and mitigation of safety risk. I guess the promotion of workplace culture that sort of aims to protect the physical um, welfare of individuals. But over the past few years, there's been a widening of that focus to include mental health and well-being of those working in the, the mining and the energy industry, which is really good to see. And that's sort of the space that we operate in that makes the mining and makes an energy. Mental health is certainly an important topic for the Just Transition Working Group too. Let's bring in John Carney, Senior Project Officer at the Collie Delivery Unit, to give us a rundown on what was discussed during today's meeting. Hello, John. Hello, Nola. Yeah, I'd love to give the uh, listeners a wrap about the Working Group meeting. 
This working group meeting focused on mental health support for the South West. We learned that most companies have employee assistance programs that provide support for employees and their families who may be struggling. The Mental Health Commission is running a wide range of campaigns to promote, to promote mental related services such as Think Mental Health and Alcohol, Think Again. Investing in our youth is an organisation that promotes the healthy development of the children and young people in the South West. Youth Focus are a suicide prevention focused organisation that deliver education programs in schools and communities. And then we have the South West support not-for-profit organisations focused on suicide prevention, such as organisations like Standby and Wesley Life Force are present in the community to support communities where needed. Thanks for that information, John. So, Suzanne, what mental health programs do Mates in Mining and Mates in Energy offer? Yes, so um, our program, it's, we operate it across mining and energy, but it's, it's the same model. And basically, it's, it's a peer-based workplace suicide prevention program. It was originally developed um, for the construction industry due to the high rates of suicide the construction industry was experiencing. And now we've transitioned into mining and energy. And the program is really built around building the capacity of the workforce to look out for each other. So it's a peer-based program where workers at mine sites and, and energy depots and power stations are educated, trained and supported to identify some of those subtle um, behaviour changes um, in their colleagues, their workmates, which could suggest that they're struggling, either struggling just with life issues or with mental health or with thoughts of suicide. And so we, we train them to identify when people might be struggling, also how to respond if someone does talk about suicide, how to sort of have a conversation with someone, but most importantly, to know how to connect that individual to help and keep them safe. So our program really builds sort of confidence in workers to be able to sort of ask some of the tough questions and hold some challenging conversations with their colleagues. And ultimately, I guess what we're aiming for is grassroots level change in how workers sort of talk to and look out for each other on mining and energy sites. Um, and I guess the, the fundamental point of difference of, of our program is that it's a bit of a transition away from those more traditional sort of workplace support structures that um, inevitably rely on the individual who's struggling to sort of reach out for help. And we know for a lot of people that can be challenging. We know males aren't often always great at asking for help when it's around their health or their mental health, but anyone who's struggling is going to find that hard. So our focus is more on help offering, trying to sort of train and support people around the individual who might be struggling to actually offer help and connect that individual to, to that help. And that's where our sort of peer model very much comes from. Do you think that this program could be beneficial to the people of Collie? Oh, look, I absolutely believe the program would, you know, could be really beneficial to the people of Collie. Um, you know, I'm recognised as a large mining and energy community in Collie that, that is going through a, a transition process at the moment. And really the, the program is something that, you know, potentially could really add a lot of um, value to some of the existing sort of workplace initiatives that are already in place. Um, because I guess, you know, what, what our model does is that it allows people who might not, you know, who might find it hard to ask for help, like I said before, or might not be able to access services sort of in their own time, to be able to, to get that practical support, you know, directly from their colleagues. And it's also, I guess, about looking out for, for the broader community. What we often find is that workers who've done our program, whether it's on a mine site or an energy site, 
they'll often use the skills outside of the workplace. So they'll take them back and use the skills they've learnt, you know, to have conversations with families, with friends, you know, in their community groups, in their sports groups or their sort of church groups. So the, the skills are really transferable and, and they can actually help the broader community as, as um, you know, they go through the, the transition process as well. So does this connect to training, does this work really well because the people that they're working alongside, their workmates, are more likely to have an understanding of what their workplace is like and the challenges that they face? Exactly, yeah, because, you know, they're, they're getting that support from their peers who understand some of the, you know, the unique environments that they're working in, some of the unique, unique challenges that they might be sort of facing or experiencing in the workplace. And that also is, you know, it's that getting support from their colleagues is probably a little bit more sometimes more palatable than, you know, maybe even in the first instance seeking sort of professional help and support. It's often easier just to have a conversation with a mate um, than it is to sort of reach out and maybe see a, you know, a doctor or a psychologist or someone like that. But, but that initial conversation is really important. And then that, that mate who's trained to, to know how to have a conversation and know, uh, know how to ask the right questions and then sort of link you in to, to the support that you might need. Yeah. I've always uh, thought that one of Collie's strengths is it's a very supportive community. Um, mm. I've often said that if I was going to be in trouble anywhere in Australia, mm. I'd want it to be in Collie because the moment anybody is in trouble, whether it's because of an accident or family illness or yeah. uh, some uh, extraneous circumstance the community rallies around in an absolutely magnificent way to support those people mm-hmm. and um, I put that down to the fact that in the mining industry in particular in the underground mining mm-hmm. their lives literally depended upon the people that were working alongside them so do you think that's one exactly. reason? Yeah no and, and that's exactly why you know these sorts of you know, workplace programs work really well because when you think about it, you know, these workers are working, uh, you know, a lot of their time together. Sometimes they're spending more time, you know, with their workmates than they are with their family and friends and loved ones. So that gives them that really unique insight into, um, you know, not only being able to recognise, like I said before, some of those subtle behaviour changes, but they want to be there for their mates. They know these people really well and they want to be able to provide support. But sometimes... They just don't know how to start that conversation and, and they might be a little bit sort of scared. They, they might know something's not right, but they just don't know how to approach someone. And that's what our sort of connected training and, and the various layers of training, education and support that we offer through our program, that's ultimately what, what it gives workers is the skills and the confidence to be able to have those conversations. Um, some of them might already be having, you know, had those conversations on site, which is great. But for the people who might be a little bit reluctant because they just don't feel confident enough, this training can really give them the skills and confidence to, to really be there and, and, you know, support their workmates in a different way. Would it also instill the confidence in the person that they're talking to about the issue of confidentiality and, you know, not not really wanting to look weak or whatever? Um, does it help them deal with that? Uh, it does. So a part of our part of the training that we deliver to workers on site is a is a sort of a general awareness session, which is really designed to try and reduce some of that um, the stigma that might be there around talking about mental health issues or talking about you know life struggles or even talking about suicide. So a part of our approach is to try and really reduce that stigma 
so that workers get a sense that this is a safe space. You know, on this side, at this mine side or this power station, this is a safe space to, to be talking about mental health and to, you know, to offer support and to, to ask for support. And also, you know, the, the training that we deliver, we, you know, we build in um, stuff around, you know, ensuring that these conversations are confidential and, you know, and all of that sort of the safety mechanisms around that. John, are you able to give us a few examples of local programs available to the Collie community? Yeah, sure. Yeah, GP Down South is a not-for-profit community organisation providing health and wellbeing services. There's the Collie Family Centre. This service is based in Collie and provides face-to-face individual or group sessions for individuals and their families and carers. Also, there's Southwest Community Alcohol and Drug Service. Um, St John of God provides outreach programs available to Collie and they are the main region-wide alcohol and other drug treatment and prevention services. People can also access the community opioid replacement program through the service. The Collie Delivery Unit is working with Mental Health Commission to ensure that information on mental health support services is easily accessible. The key message is that the community cares about everyone's mental health and that there is support available. If I could just take this opportunity to, thanks uh, Nola, Um, the government is just in the process of organising another industry forum which is planned for November the 25th. So I'm just giving your listeners a bit of an early heads up on that. There will, will be more information to come but the main focus will be about future jobs and the skill requirements in the community and workforce. Thanks Nola. Well, thank you, John and Suzanne, for sharing this important information. If you or anyone you know needs help, it is important to reach out to family and friends. There are also a number of national hotlines that you can contact for confidential, free and anonymous support. For more information on these services, visit the Mental Health Commission of WA's website at www.mhc.com wa.gov.au forward slash helplines. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Just Transition podcast. For those wanting to know how to listen back to previous podcast episodes, jump onto Apple Podcasts and search Collie Just Transition. You can also listen from your desktop when you visit Collie Just Transition, one word, dot podbean dot and that podbean is p-o-d-b-e-a-n so just transition dot podbean dot com you can also search wa.gov.au forward slash collie just transition one word for a full rundown of the work we have been doing thanks again for listening i'm nola green and this is the collie just transition podcast we'll catch you again soon